This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back into Viterbi Voices. As usual, I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. And a first timer to the podcast, uh, Cameron, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Cameron. I'm a sophomore studying computer science business admin from the great city of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> All right, from Chicago, one of my favorite favorite places. Um, Cameron, you this is your first uh, podcast episode. Uh, are you a uh, are you a big podcast listener? What do you, what do you like to listen to? So actually, I'm starting to get into some podcasts. So I'm a big tech fan. I follow lots of technology on YouTube. I follow this one podcast. It's called The Waveform. It talks about like tech news, like phones, tablets, consumer electronics. I listen to The Daily by the New York Times. If you guys know yeah. that, that's pretty fire. So. I'm trying to get more into it. I need recommendations. Here's a good New York Times tech combo podcast recommendation. Sway. It's from the New York Times as well, but it's their tech columnist. It's really good. Yeah. Sway. All right. Okay, to check yeah. it out. Sway. Okay. It's not yeah, the... tech, but it's sort of like talking to influential people. And Kara Swisher oh. runs it and she's a great interviewer. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I love the daily. Uh, sometimes it's like, really long and so i'm looking for just like what's happening and so it depends i will also do up first by npr that is like mm-hmm. that is actually oddly my daily routine of waking up and <laughs> listening to that it's a perfect right away but let's get back to what we're talking about cameron you are a uh a first timer here but you bring us a cool episode here you want to tell everybody what this episode is all about yeah so i'm a part of this organization it's called the national society of black engineers uh it's the usc's chapter i'm on the executive board and had a great interview with Cheyenne. She's a senior, also studying my same major. She's the president of USC Nesby. And so we just had a great chat about all things Nesby, like just talking about what the experience is, how the org goes, and just everything that goes into it. Awesome, Cheyenne. It's very, very cool. So I'm excited for us to dive right into this one and for everyone to listen in. Let's get it out of the way and hand it over to you and Cheyenne to talk about the National Society of Black Engineers, otherwise known as Nesby. Welcome, everyone. Today, I am joined by none other than Cheyenne. This is the president of Nesby, so I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. So just tell everyone your name, your major, your hometown. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Cameron. Hi, everybody. My name is Cheyenne Gaima. I'm a senior at USC Viterbi studying computer science and business administration, and I am of Cameroonian heritage, originally from Silver Spring, Maryland. Awesome. And so um, it, just in case it wasn't covered, I'm Cameron. I'm a sophomore studying computer science and business, but I was mechanical engineering. So don't think that all the engineers in Nesby are CS. We do have a lot of CS people, but we do a lot of things for engineering. And yeah, so let's just go ahead and get started by Cheyenne telling like the audience. I know some students may not be familiar with Nesby, so we keep on using this acronym. What exactly is Nesby in a nutshell? 
Absolutely. Well, NSBE is stands for the National Society of Black Engineers. It is a national organization that is a conglomerate of a bunch of smaller chapters. The chapters exist at the professional level. They also exist at the collegiate level, which is what we are. USC has a NSBE chapter, and there are also NSBE junior chapters for K through 12 and um, more industry related chapters within NSBE as well. So. NSBE is prominently divided into six different geographical regions, and us on the West Coast are a part of NSBE Region 6. Very cool. Yeah, and so as like Cheyenne mentioned, NSBE, since it's so, it's broad, not only is it national in the U.S., but it's also international, there's different chapters of all the different colleges. USC happens to be one of them, but no matter where you go, more than likely, any school has a USC, or has a NSBE chapter, rather, although we would like to say USC NSB is um, one of the best. We did win, what was that a chapter of the year? Was it like two, three years ago, I think? Chapter of the year 2018. So we are objectively one of the best chapters in the country. <laughs> yes. If so if that doesn't tell you that USC NSB is good, I really can't tell you what it is. They really chose us out all. So kind of getting down to like what exactly NSB does. So NSB is, at least on the collegiate level, it's really, I find it's focused on two main things. It really is focused on building um, very professional organizations. So understanding to kind of build those skills of professional networking, resume, all that other stuff, but it's also really a good chance to provide a good community for everyone. So Shining, can you just talk about your experience? Like in either one of those or just how you really seen like Nesby and what it's been useful for? Absolutely. So <clears throat> probably the biggest value Nesby has to me is being a space for Black engineers to confide in each other, to lean on each other, to learn from each other. Um, so that social aspect is one of the most important parts of USC Nesby, fostering that inclusive um, and inviting space for Black engineers, because of course there is a scarcity of us at USC Viterbi and just statistically, generally, um, which which is why one of the Nesby missions is to graduate 10,000 Black engineers by 2025. So we're coming up soon on that goal. But USC Nesby aims to, within our own engineering community, build up Black engineers and really make them uh, know that they are welcome, they are valued, and they have so much that they can offer uh, their own engineering communities and the broader uh, national community as well. On the other end of it, like you said, USC NSBE is a professional organization. So a lot of professional development goes into programming and goes into outreach. Um, we connect with um, a multitude of different uh, industry organizations. We connect with our industry partners here on campus to put on workshops and information sessions and um, just ways that Nesby students and also the broader Viterbi community can build up their resume or learn how to do an elevator pitch or even actually directly recruit with industry representatives. Very cool. Yeah. And kind of uh, building off of that, just we talked a little bit about the mission of Nesby. I must be inclined to say, I don't know if it's going to show up on recording, so I'll just say it. The Nesby mission is to increase the number, of, the cult number of culturally, of culturally responsible, responsible Black, black engineers, engineers who excel academically, excel academically succeed, succeed professionally, professionally and positively, and positively impact. impact the community. You know we had to both say it. We had yes. to both say it. So usually when you're in person, um, as soon as we start say, saying the Nesby mission, it's very important. Everybody stands up and we all say it in unison. I 
guess the closest thing you can say is some sort of like national anthem, although I really wouldn't compare it to that. It's just, that's the mission statement. That's how we say it. It's, you'll go everywhere, no matter um, the conventions, you go to other chapters, whether you're part of NSB, that's kind of the mission. And so it's definitely focused on really building that in community, but also making sure that Black engineers exist, Black engineers are represented, and that we have a seat at the table. So Absolutely. And if I can just touch a little bit more on that. So everything that we do is absolutely centered around that mission, like you said. So um, making sure that Black engineers at Viterbi are excelling academically. So, you know, we provide study spaces for each other. We lean on each other for support for materials and for um, advice on academic work. So excelling academically, succeeding professionally, like I said, we provide as many, honestly, as many different types of professional networking events as we can so that our members are exposed to industry representatives. And last but absolutely not least, positively impacting the community. So making sure that, you know, we are here, we've made it to USC, we are one of the best chapters in the country, and it's our job and it's our duty to pay it forward to the next generation of Black engineers, whether that is the incoming freshmen or even the younger students who are just getting exposed to engineering. Um, And also being in a city like LA where there are a lot of students who are so bright and so eager to enter this engineering and STEM space, but may not necessarily have all all the resources or who do have the resources, but just don't necessarily have the guidance or the insight. We are honored to uh, be role models in that aspect and pay it forward. Absolutely. And that uh, community service part is really important. We have a whole entire um, chair dedicated to that. So the PCI, the pre-collegiate uh, initiative, I believe, is the, the Absolutely. I, yeah, pre-collegiate area. And so we really, um, that whole entire section is focused on outreaching K through 12 students within the LA area. I remember um, before the pandemic last year, I attended my first PCI event and it was, it was for coding. And so I was still mechanical engineering at the time. And they were asking the students to code in Python. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize what I signed up for. Luckily, Python was <laughs> very easy to hop into. You know, you just like put a tab, put a while loop and hop into it. And I was like, I guess I can make this work. But it was just so cool, like being able to, you know, like see the students who were like really interested. And they were fascinated, like, wow, this is actually really cool. And I was like, I know, right? Like, I'm like <laughs> laughing because like, I, I think this is awesome I agree. Exactly. It's like, it's just seeing that, like the fact that you see where I was, like, I used to be interested in engineering, like, at that age, and it's like, wow, they are too, so that community service um, aspect was really important. Do you have any experiences like that, Cheyenne, like, or when you did your first PCI event, how was that? Absolutely. It was honestly just so rewarding to see the joy in the students' faces. I remember last year, I'm going to say early 2020 before the pandemic, when we had our introduced um, high school students to engineering day. And we just had in our Viterbi e-quad, which is just the space at Viterbi for uh, outdoor activities. uh, We just had a bunch of students coming in and learning about programming, learning about building rockets and just the look on students' faces when they finally got their code to run or they finally got, you know, that that one project that they're working on complete it's literally the exact same feeling that I have every single time I complete an assignment and just that satisfaction that they that that I saw in them just reminded me not only why I love engineering but also why I do want to pay it forward and expose people to how absolutely rewarding uh this field and this major can be it's a really important part and it's so great to especially give back in the community like LA it's a unique opportunity you have being in such a good area 
Um, so kind of like shifting gears like to what the org does inside of um, USD. So we have the structure. It's sometimes it changes, but it's generally that we have a GBM, so a general body meeting every Monday. And these take the form of a variety of events. So some days it can be simple as, hey, guys, we're just doing a, a wellness check-in. So we had one last week, actually, where it's just let's check in, see if everybody's doing really kind of fostering that community. Other times it can be one of those more professional networking events. So I remember for my first GBM uh, freshman year, uh, we brought in Boeing. And at the time I was like, I want to work for Boeing. That's my dream company. Let's do it. And I remember I accidentally came up with like a whole suit jacket and I was like sweating. It was like, it was like awful. I had to go back and change, but it was just really cool. Like listening to the Boeing representative talk about all the positions they had, all of the ways that you can get involved and then being able to network after. So they had the representative come after, um, I can't even remember his name. It feels like so long ago. And I was able to talk to him and ask him like, you know, about the positions at Boeing and what they're really looking for. And you know, I because and I was really trying to hopefully get a, a freshman internship because everybody's like, you can't get an internship with a freshman. I'm like, that's not true. It wasn't with Watch Boeing. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't with Boeing at the time, but you can do it. And I think that part of that was just getting used to networking, getting used to all the mock interviews and the other events. And yeah, that first GBM really just kind of kicked it off for me, I'd say. Just uh, really getting used to that whole networking event and getting used to nesting. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon absolutely if i could kind of echo that a little bit uh so my first gbm was the first second semester of my freshman year um my first semester, I was still in this space where I was trying to figure out who I was and where I was within the engineering space. Um, and it wasn't until I found Nesby my second semester that I knew that engineering was something that I could do because the community there did exist, right? And so my first GBM, I finally showed my face after all of these weeks, all of these Mondays going by, you know, it was just one of those feelings of imposter syndrome. Like, do I even actually belong in engineering? Do I belong in Viterbi? Can I claim myself as a Black engineer? Um, and it wasn't until I, you know, went to my first Nesby meeting and was welcomed with the most open arms and everybody was like, finally, Cheyenne. And it's really funny because I look back on, there actually is a picture of that exact GBM. And I just look back on how, you know, naive I was and just how eager I was to join this community that was honestly waiting for me, right? And so, um, Honestly, my favorite experiences are the GBMs, you know, getting a chance to, especially when they were in person, we do what we can online now, but especially when they were in person, it was just like a little getaway after, or, or uh, after maybe a long weekend of homework or preparing for a mm -hmm. long week of schoolwork. It was just one of those things where seven o'clock on Monday, I knew that there would be people who would want to see my face, who would want to hear my stories, 
people that I could eat dinner with. We always had dinner every single 2 p.m. Oh my gosh. It honestly was one of the most rewarding experiences of my college career. And I'm so glad that, you know, even though I did hesitate that first semester, I'm so glad that I joined my freshman year and now so proud and humbled to say that I've made it up as president and that I'm kind of giving back in that way. That's so awesome. I would, I didn't know like that you um, didn't do like freshman, uh, didn't do the first semester of freshman year. Like, um, did like an upperclassman tell you about it, or like how did you originally find out? Because I feel like that's kind of the main thing. It's like we exist, but it's very hard to get people to know. Like, how did you find out about it? Absolutely. So I actually found out about Nesby and knew Nesby existed before I even came to USC. So uh-huh. I was an Explore student when I came to interview for my scholarship, and the president at the time, or a member of Nesby at the time who was president my freshman year, Shayna Douglas, she was a Viterbi student ambassador. And so she plugged Nesby to me when I was interviewing uh, for my scholarship at Explore. And so I knew that the community existed, but I think for me, it was more so, you know, coming into college, moving so far away from home. I honestly didn't know who I was and didn't really identify as an engineer yet. So I felt kind of, Uh, for lack of a better term, like an imposter. And I didn't know if, you know, I went to this space of Black engineers, would I be accepted? Would I be seen as a fraud? You know, even though, of course, I was only a freshman, nobody knows what they're doing freshman year. (laughs) Um, But I totally agree, Cameron. I think that it's really hard to, almost like a learning curve almost, it's really hard to kind of get people in. Um, But once they're in, they're 100% welcomed and they're 100% shown that this is a community for them. So I'm really glad that I, you know, eventually made that push. And I think that it was one of our alumni, Io, (laughs) who finally got me to come to that first meeting. And uh, it's been history since. Io, man, the good times. He, a great member, was the one who actually convinced me to switch to CS from mechanical engineering. He was like, if you don't do it, you'll regret it. That's a, uh, a knowledge drop, I guess. If you want to make the switch, just go ahead and make the switch. Um, but yeah, that that um, first time, it can, it can be kind of daunting a little bit coming into the space. But I think Nesby's does such a, I don't know, I really liked it because I didn't feel any sort of pressure. I was able to just come up and I was able to be myself. I think that's the main thing, especially when you're coming into college. You're like, oh, are they going to judge me? What are they going to think? Because these are all questions, like, even if you don't want to admit it, you kind of all have these, like, you know, small insecurities inside of us. But Nesby did a really good job of making that, you know, kind of go away. You're like, okay, we accept you for who you are. Like you're here, you know, we want to support you. And that support system is amazing. Like I remember for my intro to mechanical engineering class, I knew some people from the the Turkey Summer Institute, but I could imagine had I not went to that, I wouldn't have known anybody in the class. I would have been the only person I think is, you know, a lot of students may figure out when you, you know, go to an institution where, you know, black students and, you know, students of color are minority you tend to try to find your other students. And so Nesby was a great way to connect with me. Okay, here, like I'm in AME 101 as a class. Here's a bunch of other mechanical engineers who are AME 101. I see you at the GVM, let's make a study group. And that was the only way I passed that class was using that study group. But it's just the little things like that. Exactly. It's just the little things like that, that coming to the me, you wouldn't initially expect that you join it for all these other reasons. And it's like, that's what's going to get you through there. It's not like anything else. It's having that connection with everyone. 100% agree. Um, A lot of my fondest moments are 
spending hours and hours, you know, coding 104 assignments with a lot of my Nesby pals. <laughs> um, I very distinctly remember, what, so for those of you who may not know, uh, CS 104 is data structures and object-oriented programming. It's like the notorious class you have to get over to claim your CS major as your own and to kind of, you know, um, make it through the ranks as a CS major. And so it's notoriously hard, but, you know, as it should be. One of my fondest <laughs> memories is being in Taper Hall after a Nesby GBM with another fellow Nesby member, D. Dune, and another fellow Nesby member, Chris, who actually is an alumni. Um, he was a master's student. And we stole Chris's night okay and he allowed us to steal it he literally sat with us there for hours making sure that we understood that assignment and that moment that was just the moment I knew this community is just invaluable it's people who are going through the exact same thing as you people who have gone through the exact same thing as you and want nothing but to see you succeed because you know this is a small community and it, it you know it is a community where we're scarce and of course if we are if we've made it up we owe it to everybody else to um help them up as well so I value that so much. And that was the moment I knew, even though I was suffering, <laughs> even though I was crying, you know, that was the moment I knew I could do it because no matter what, I, I'd always have a support system. Exactly. And that's absolutely true. We're not just saying that literally before the recording, Cheyenne was just offering her help if in 104 because I'm in it right now. So it's very real. It's very true. And that's really some of the best way you're going to uh, make it through is having someone else who did it before you help you. So I kind of wanted to also talk about like what else the org does outside of this. I feel like we host our GBMs, but we host a ton of events outside of GBMs. So I say that because we have an event coming up like in real time as we're recording this, but we have so many other events, so many other gatherings, so many other things. So I want to talk about both like the events we have at, um, at SC and also the conferences, but we can start with like some of the, um, yeah, the conferences are lit. Um, we'll start with like the events first. So typically, like, or we want to say, like, what are the type of events we plan? Like, what do we try to do them around and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we leverage a lot of our GBMs, like you said, for professional events. But outside of that, we also try to plan a lot of social events, a lot of gatherings. We try to do a lot of inter-org mixing with a lot of the other Viterbi organizations. So um, NSBE is actually an umbrella org of an organization at USC called the Center for Engineering Diversity, where uh, we house the Society of Hispano Hispanic Professional Engineers, um, the queers in engineering and STEM, there's the women in engineering, um, and so we try to do a lot of inter-events inter with those organizations. Um, probably one of my favorites that I can remember is our Nesby Ship Halloween party that we did <laughs> um, in 2019. So much fun. We did a Nesby Swee making space in the workplace, one of my signature events that honestly was incredible. Um, we have done, even just recently, we collaborated with um, the leading student incubator organization on campus, Lava Lab, to host a pitch competition that Cameron actually competed in. Um, and it's just little things like that, pretty much finding little ways to exert our presence as Black engineers outside of our own space, right? Those have been, you know, of course the professional events are key and valuable, but those events have honestly 
sustained my love for engineering outside of the very rigid and very uh, strict nature of professionalism, right? So uh, like Cameron said, in real time, we're hosting in less than an hour a Black History Month trivia night uh, to kind of get people, you know, wrap up Black History Month, wrap up Engineers Week and get people excited about uh, Black engineers. And so we try to do just a multitude of different events. And I'm so lucky that, you know, we have an e-board this semester of people who are excited and eager and want to kind of create these events. Um, we have done inter-regional events. We have a um, interregional uh, family feud night coming up with other Nesby chapters in the Southern California area. And yeah, we just try to do honestly as much as we can to exert our presence as Black engineers and have fun with each other, truly. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And the events are really some of the best ways to do it, especially like depending on people's schedules. Sometimes the GBMs, they switch sometimes semesters, but they are on Monday. Sometimes like last semester, they were on Tuesdays. But the whole point is that you don't have to just necessarily show up like, oh, if you don't come to the GBM, you won't be a Nesby member. Like um, usually during the weeks, there's like Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday where we have study nights and there would be a big bag of snacks. You could just come in and um, we, you know, just work. You could like talk. There may be someone who was there to ask for help. One time we did the Pomodoro technique, which Cheyenne, you, I think you were the one who put me onto that. That has saved me so much time. I literally used that on my last programming assignment. It saved me through the night. Um, we have things like study nights, the other, and like the, all the other events, they're just really useful. So I remember we had um, for the, the, of course, the, the ST rivalry game versus UCLA, we had a kickball for last semester. So fall 2019. Um, we played a, kick, a kickball game. I don't think I was there. I don't really remember what I was doing. I might have been sort of out of it after yelling my lungs out and slowness <laughs> to come back, to make a comeback. But they, I heard that was fun. And then the family feud night. And then the other little things like lat for uh, my freshman year, some class of 2023, and they had a Jordan year mixer. So I heard like that was really cool. And there's like just a bunch of other things. We have even a um, freshman transfer check-in coming up in a little bit. And so all those other events are really cool. Um, just to kind of cultivate the, the culture, I guess you could say. It's, uh, I, like to say I, I like to say like Nesby's for the culture. That's my side <laughs> thing. But I, when I go to Nesby, it's for the culture. I can't get the culture anywhere else. And nowhere else. And I have heard you say that a lot. And I love that <laughs> saying, Cameron, because no, it, it, it really is for the culture. And it really is, you know, to show that, you know, we can take up this space and still be ourselves. We can take up this space and still laugh with each other and still talk about all the things that we want to talk about while being engineers. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really hard sometimes to uh, claim that in your other classrooms. Not saying it's impossible, of course not, but it's really hard sometimes to claim that in your lab groups or claim that in your project groups or in the McCarthy lounge. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But uh, sorry, McCarthy is a residential uh, building on campus. But in Nesby, it, you're free and completely open to be yourself and know that, you know, 
of course, we're all unique and we all have our own different experiences, but we also ha all have this shared experience and we can express that in so many different ways through so many different events um, and just enjoy that time with each other. So you listed so many great events and they're just, you know, all stored in the back of my head, but all, like you said, all of these little things just make up that experience for the culture. Speaking of for the culture, the other event I want to talk to, this is the one I'm, I'm happy about. I haven't been to one as a college student, and um, but it's the the NSBE the comp so like the conferences. So NSBE is like since it's both national international and there's a different regions. The, uh, we have both what's called the fall regional conference, and so this is where each of the conferences, so like regions one through six, will have a smaller version of the conference where all the different collegiate chapters, all the different um, professional student professionals, all the different even like K through twelve chapters, since there is a Nesby Junior section, they'll all come to those regional um, events. And then of course there's the national. So this happens around, I think in March, and like end of March, I believe um, when I did it. So this is when it's like, it's like a Mecca, like everybody's descending on this city for like, th uh, it was like a couple of days, like three or four days. And it's just like, you've days. got, <laughs> exactly at four days, you've got college students, you've got professionals, you've got like PhD students presenting like cutting edge research, you've got keynote speakers, you've got like little kids. Like I was there like as a freshman when I was in Boston in 2016, I think was the, the Boston. Um, at that one, it was insane. In fact, I think we probably were at the same conference. Did you go to, because like, did you go to the conference in 2017? Like national? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I was at, and it was in, um, what was it? Kansas City? Yes. Or, Wait, yeah. that's crazy how yes. we're connected in that way, Cameron. Exactly, because I went to the one in high school because I was a part of the Nesby High School. So I'm like, that's crazy. I've, I'm talking to people who we were probably in the same room. <laughs> like, three, that is crazy. Ago. So no, so Nesby National Conference, like you said, it is the hotspot, if anything, right? <laughs> if you don't go to meetings, if you don't go to events, Nesby National Conference is the way to go. And I'm so sorry, Cameron, that you haven't yet been um, during your college experience. Uh, quick plug, next year, hopefully if it's in person, it will be hosted in Anaheim. So it'll be a little bit close to home. Um, but, or sorry, close to USC, I guess I should say. But um, I remember my first Nesby National Conference. It was the first time in my life I had ever seen a just a room, a building of that many black professionals. And I was like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> and like, they exist, right? It's like a, just so many smart, incredible, ambitious, qualified, successful black professionals. And I was like, okay, this is reality. And I think that's what's so important about that space is, you know, Marin Wright told us you can't be what you can't see. And it's like, when you walk into that room and you see people not literally walking the walk, right? You're like, okay, maybe I could do this. And you, it's just an instant boost of confidence, right? And so, like you said, Cameron, there are a lot of workshops, a lot of presentations, but probably the most notable is the career fairs. So they have on-site career fairs, two days. It's literally just imagine the biggest gymnasium we've ever seen um, with a bunch of different industry representatives doing on-site recruiting, on-site interviews. And you know, you walk into this room and you see so many ambitious students, so many people who are so eager to, you know, join these companies, but also a lot of industry representatives who are so eager to meet students. And it's like, wow, like I finally feel like I can, you know, thrive in a space like this. And I finally feel like I can be accepted in a space like this. And it was just 
life-changing for me, completely life-changing. And I love Nesby National Conference. Um, like I said, but I have to say it again, 2018 Nesby National Organization of the Year was us. Um, and so we those awards go out during National Conference um, to kind of recognize chapters in the country that have been doing really great things. Um, so honestly, all around great experience this year, it will be virtual. So we're excited to see how that will play out. Um, but always looking forward to that event because it truly, truly is um, really rewarding. Absolutely. Also, now that I just think about it, I also went to conference. I went to conference in 2016, 17, and 18. I didn't go in 19 because I didn't do Nesby. So it's crazy to me that I was at the Torch Awards, which is like their annual like end of um, conference award ceremony. I was most likely there when what is now my future alma mater, my current school, USC, was getting the award. That is fate. <laughs> I, I, that I, think is fate that, I, think, I think that's absolutely, that's got to be like fate, the universe, whatever you want to be like, that's got to be telling me something that, you know what, I probably, I should have went to USC. It, was, it primed me like multiple years before I needed to go. I love it. I love <laughs> but, yeah, like Shine, I think you definitely hit like what nationals is like it's just like even for me like I think like well I think for a lot of students like or just people in general like especially black engineers like you want to be a black engineer but there's it's so hard to really see you know find like role models and find examples of hey here's a black engineer who, who does it especially if you're coming from you know maybe you're one of the only black students in your high school or, like a very small pool I feel like for me I come from a different place my high school has is predominantly black we have like 90 plus percent black students and we you know, but no one really knew what engineering was. No one really wants to do it. I have to go like really far out of the way to find like other black students at other schools to do it. And so regardless of where I, it's just so, it's just great, honestly, being able to see that it's like, you can, you can uh, have a vision. You can see where you are. You can see like aspirational goals and really see, okay, this is where I want to be in five years. I want to graduate from school. I go in 10 years. I want to have my PhD. There's like so many engineering PhDs. I, you know, it was like, wow, they're really out here. Like, building the you know the future pretty much and they're presenting at the conferences and then the career fairs I think that's probably one of the most important things that I didn't realize like until I went to the career fair I mean every company imaginable in every industry is currently looking to recruit people so usually the the recruiting process is long you'll apply in you know the fall they'll you know take so oh, okay no we'll give you two weeks and they'll give you an interview then they'll give you you know a month, here's another interview, it'll, it'll take forever. Here, you can talk to a recruiter, someone who's like from at company X, you can get an interview within 24 hours. And they're absolutely, and they're looking to hire students too. That's like, they're looking to fill these positions. Absolutely, Cameron. I just wanted to echo that conferences are some of like people go to conferences to get jobs and people get jobs at conferences and we have gotten so many testimonials right it, because a lot of engineering recruiting um actually let me just speak for the like uh computer science e-space i'm not totally sure about the rest but a lot of recruiting happens in the fall um but a lot of students really really rely on the conference in march if they haven't had you know secured anything yet to get a job there because 
it's very possible. It's very common. And there are people who are so eager about hiring uh, students during those conferences. So it's always, you know, a really great story after. So normally when we're in person, we rent an Airbnb and, you know, we're all having fun and we come back from a long day of conference and everybody is just like, I got this interview. I got this internship. And we're all just celebrating with each other and just eating a bunch of food. And it's just one of the best things, you know, it's so much fun. Yeah, like it's, it sounds like such a vibe. And just to, I know like for mechanical engineering, it's a very similar process. And the most engineers are like engineering happens, like engineering recruiting typically happens in the fall. It's aligned with a lot of other industries. And so that's why fall regional conference is great too, because it's yet another time in the midst of the quote unquote thick of the, engin- of the engineering recruiting process. And I remember, so I'm a sophomore, two of my sophomore friends, uh, Christopher and Aria, sorry, shameless plug, but I need to toot their horns. Um, they went to Fall Regional Conference. Chris was a mechanical engineer. Maria was an industrial assistant engineer. Maria was able to get a job at Chevron in the information technology program. And Chris got a job working at NASA JPL. From the, as both as freshmen, mind you, from the Fall Regional Conference. And this is after everybody said, oh, you know, freshmen don't get internships. It's so hard to get an internship as a freshman. Don't be worried. I don't believe it. I saw it happen in front of my very eyes. Like I came back and I was like, here's the letter. Here's the T-shirt and the, the workstation from it. Like, um, yeah, that was just like probably the coolest thing. Well, wow, like they're recruiting, not to mention like since I'm working at Microsoft, I literally see the postings where they're like, here's a posting for like software engineer Nesby conference. So, like there's literally a job posting just for Nesby conferences. So it is elite in the, the recruiting aspect. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like we, we talked about so much. I feel like the passion is really showing through Nesby is like that org. I was like, if nothing else, if really nothing else, I wanted to, um, join Nesby just because I knew it was like all around. There's just so many things like there's just, I know it's like, it seems like, oh, you know, they're just hyping. I was like, no, we, we really enjoy it. You like find most activities are something that you just can't shake. And like, I don't think Nesby is something I can really shake from that. And kind of, it kind of with that one. Nesby has been, oh, I'm so sorry, Kim. Oh, I, it was going to be a very corny question, so please go ahead. No, don't go, go, go. Because uh, I was, I was going to simply say, like, what do you like? Because I know for me, it's been short, so I don't have like a, you know, short list of like top memories. But like, what would you say like was one of your like favorite memories you can feel from like a Nesby meeting, an event, like a conference, like something just like really joyous, like and that's oh. it's very like cliche and like corny, but I love corny. So one out of my favorite Nesby moments, experiences that will always be near and dear to my heart was when we went to a national conference in Detroit. And one of our um, members uh, is a Detroit native. And so after a long day of conference and recruiting, and we were just all so tired, so exhausted, her family, so shout out to Chris Jordan, who is now a full-time research engineer at Ford in, in the Bay Area. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Chris Jordan, who did her uh, uh, master's work at USC, but she did her undergraduate work at her hometown in Michigan. Uh, she, her entire family invited all of our chapter, and I'm talking almost 50 people who attended that conference to her home, cooked us a lavish dinner, you know, we're all in her house, you know, from, from evening till past morning and laughing and talking. And, you know, we celebrated somebody's birthday there and there was so much food, so many laughs. It was honestly one of the most rewarding moments of my life, just knowing that 
you know, after this already amazing experience at the conference, we then got to see the lives and homes of one of our dearest members who welcomed us with such open arms. And we're all just there talking and dancing and laughing and eating dinner at a Nesby member's house in Michigan. And it was just so, so, so familial. It was so warm. It was so amazing. And Oh, I loved that moment. I loved that moment so much. And I'm so, so glad that I got to be a part of it during that conference. And thank you so much, Chris. Thank you to the Jordans for hosting us that day because it's truly an event that I will never forget. Oh my gosh, that sounds like picture perfect. Yeah, I remember Detroit. It was um, early, it was like a spring 2019. Um, that was the one I didn't talk to, but that sounds incredible. I feel like that's the type of connection that you only really can get from this. And something else I want to touch on, this will probably be the last topic. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, so I'll just preface it like this. I think that we talk a lot about, you know, black students in engineering. And obviously there's a lack of it. We're getting, I feel like people are improving. The goal is to increase it. But I feel like especially like black women is something that's really important. So I understand like as a male, like just come into the space, it's been male dominated forever. And it's something that I really can't touch on. But like being on the e-board, I've seen like the strides that like Nesby has made, like in both like the thing is the system and like Wednesday's women in Nesby. So like, I just love for you to talk about that since like it's important, not just to increase the number of black engineers, but making sure black women are represented too. So like, can you just talk about that? Like in what you've seen in your experience? Absolutely. And thank you so much for bringing that up, Cameron. I think that one of the things I'm most proud of is being a woman leader within Nesby. And not only that, but being surrounded by so many other passionate and so many other driven women, black women who are so eager to help out all of our other fellow sisters. So uh, a group of students within Nesby, absolutely have to plug Jessica Brown, Randy Burley, and recently added freshman Victoria Pinkett, who have been working so hard to create within our Nesby chapter, um, formerly known as Women Nesby, now known as SISTEM, Sisters in STEM, just an inclusive space for Black women to lean on each other within Nesby because we are a little bit more of a unique group and a little bit more of an underrepresented group within the engineering space. And so last semester, there were a couple of really great events. We had Black women alumni. We had uh, an event where we hosted uh, Black engineering faculty, uh, Black engineering faculty and staff. And it's just one of those, it's one of those, you know, spaces that is so easily overlooked, Cameron, like you said, but it's so, so, so indispensable to the success and to the confidence of Black women engineers. And I'm just so happy that we have people who are thinking about this and we have people who are excited to create that space within Nesby already. Absolutely. Well, that was that was so good. Also, I'm, I'm going to shamelessly plug this um, since it's on the Turby Voices. If you want to learn more about um, listening to like, like women leadership, I feel like that's a big important thing. Not only is Cheyenne an excellent leader um, and also a good representative of like women leadership, we also have an entire podcast dedicated to that. It's uh, 6-201, it's female leadership in Viterbi. Highly recommend you check it out just because it's great to see, you know, not only hear about the cool clubs and orgs at USC, and but just also like hearing what it's like to be from a woman perspective. Since again, I think Viterbi is now at 50-50 gender parity, but just understanding like what that really means in terms of leadership since you know you can have students but like who's running the show and so again I'm and I'm like really glad to you know that these initiatives are coming up because they're super important and because not only is representation important as we see from Nesby but in all areas too so the intersectionality of you know no matter what you know how you identify as making sure that you're represented you feel 
safe, welcome, and at home. And I feel like Nesby and all the other orgs really do a good job at that. So ship, we quest all of them. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm really proud to be part of this cohort of women leaders who are absolutely killing it. All right, well, I think we've, we've talked a lot about everything Nesby. Um, it's gotten emotional, it's been everything. Uh, but I think like we pretty much captured an essence of what exactly I think Nesby is, what Nesby has to offer. And I want to say, Cheyenne, yes, thank you so much for coming on, like talking, like sharing your experience and perspective. Um, it's been amazing. It's, I feel like it's going to be really great and really informative just to have people hear and listen about what Nesby is, why we love it so much, and just how it really impacts the LA community. So again, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you coming on and talking. Thank you so much for having me, Cameron. And if anybody has any questions, I'm more than happy to chat with any prospective students. You can reach me at my email, G-A-I-M-A at USC.edu. And I hope to see or hear from some of you soon. Fight on. Awesome. Fight on. Awesome. And thanks so much, Cameron, for bringing us this episode. I'm excited um, that we have an original interview with Cheyenne this semester as last semester, we sort of re-released an episode she was on with sort of our sister podcast, Escape Velocity. So thanks so much for for doing that. That's right. Technically, this is Cheyenne's second uh, (laughs) time on our podcast, but uh, the first time with with a native interview from us. Uh, Cameron, what was um, something that you learned that you you maybe didn't know before you went into this conversation with Cheyenne? Uh, I just, I didn't realize, well, one of the things I didn't realize was that similar to like, at least a lot of students, like Cheyenne really didn't know about Nesby when she first came in. She, mm-hmm. she started her second semester, her freshman year, which is really funny because she's the president now. She thought, oh, she was involved since day one. She did, and she's like, she had such cold feet coming in. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so interesting that, and you two could probably reflect on this with your own lives. It's like what you imagine you're going to do as you go into college versus what you actually do, and and it's 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 a little bit different of your expectations of all the things you're going to do right away. But then you realize, uh, maybe I'll take some time here or there to to slow it down a little bit. Um, with uh, with Nesby in particular, Cameron, what is what has been your most valuable takeaway of your time in, in Nesby? Uh, it's really just been the the connection to the community and learning from people who were ahead of me, at least. Like, the reason why I switched majors, because I was mechanical engineering first, was because a NSB member who had been in my same spot and saw that, hey, you're seeming like you're like coding. I was you three years ago, and I didn't switch, and now I wish I would have done it. And so that was just something really cool, learning from someone who was right where I was, and just that like good amount of mentorship, like that was just really amazing. And it was a good friend too. So like he's graduated now, but we still text and keep up. So it was just that that point right there. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we have a number of listeners out there that are black high school students that are thinking about this idea of professions or majors in STEM fields and black students are severely historically marginalized in these types of communities, specifically in engineering communities. And although we do you know, we're doing better than national averages. We're still not doing well enough. What's something that you want high school students or transfer students at other universities to know about the black community here at USC and the black community in the Viterbi School of Engineering? Yeah, well, I think that one of the main things about the black community at USC is that it's very diverse within and of itself. There's so many different, you know, types of black people. So not only since it's just like, not only like, you know, black American students, but also like African-American from, you know, Nigerian-American, Ghanaian-American. So there's such a good diversity in that. 
And then within Nesby, it's just so close knit. It really feels like a family. I'm an only child. So I really don't know the brother, sister, sibling interaction. I know some people are like, what? Like, trust me. I don't know. I wish I would have had it some days, but it's like such a family. They look out for me. It comes to me and like, hey, how are you? Have you had a meal? How's your week going? And like, mm. just someone checking into me, like that personal connection, reaching out on Slack. It's there. It's real. People care about you. So I feel like it's, and it's a good thing when times get tough and you're kind of feeling down to know that someone cares about you and someone's trying to make sure that you're staying up and you're getting your stuff done. That's great. Thank you. And I know we've been away from campus for a long time, but when we do get back to some sort of sense of normal, as we're kind of getting back to that element, what, what's the first thing that you and Nesby are, are planning or what, what are you excited to do that maybe you haven't had a chance to do because we've been so, so distanced and apart and virtual for so long? Uh, well, it's not the first thing we're going to be doing. We'll probably do some type of boba meetup, some some type of meetup in the on the village. But the one thing I'm excited for, um, they had the last time I was on campus was our friendsgiving. So everybody brought a meal, a dish that they cooked, and we had it in our ZHS room, um, like Mondays at seven. I'm hyped for that because now I have access to a kitchen and I've gotten really good at cooking all the Thanksgiving dishes I like to cook. So I would like to <laughs> bring something and taste it. So I'm really hyped for that. What's your dish? What are you going to, what, what's your, what's your go-to? What's your, what's your, what's your thing you're going to impress people with? So it, I mean, it depends on well, the, the classic one that I do is a, a Southern style peach cobbler. That's my, oh, my, man. my, my classic. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> I would like some peach cobbler right now. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> On that note, I think we should get out of the way because it is about dinner time here. I need to go figure that out. And you've got me thinking about food and, and, and sweets. So thank you, Cameron, for bringing this conversation to the podcast. Good to see you, Audrey. And for all of you listening out there, uh, stay tuned. More new episodes coming next week. 